Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Fort McMurray Matters. Keeping you connected to our community. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Welcome to another episode of Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Stephen Peterson, and today Adam is chatting with Executive Director Jennifer Kinnett for the BGC Fort McMurray, formerly known as the Boys and Girls Club. I'm Adam Ophis, and today we're chatting with Jennifer Kennett with the Boys and Girls Club. Just to start us off here, who are you and what is it you do there? Yeah, absolutely. So I am I am Jennifer Kennett, and I am the Executive Director of the uh, BGC Fort McMurray. Uh, we just recently changed our name in the past year or so, but formerly known as the Fort McMurray Boys and Girls Club which is what we'll be forever called, I think, regardless <laughs> of how we call ourselves. But, yeah. It's, uh, so, it's, it's one of those things, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, and, and just to, in case people don't know um, what exactly it is, because I had gone, I've, I've come from places where we didn't have a Boys and Girls Club of any kind. So what is it that the Boys and Girls Club does here in Fort McMurray? Uh, that's such a good question, and I love it because... Uh, they do things differently everywhere. So it's like a secret society, it seems like, <laughs> where people are like, oh, I've heard of this club, but what does it actually do? So I love the question. Um, but we are, if we were to give, you know, the the elevator pitch, we're, we're a safe, supportive space for children and youth. But that doesn't really tell you what we do. <laughs> so we have a lot of different things here. We We do have a licensed daycare. Um, that's, you know, one of the big things that we run and, um, but our nonprofit side is we run youth programming and we run an after school program, which does have a fee for service, but it's a lot more than just your, um, your, your care for your children after school, lots of programming, lots of supports, lots of partnerships. The idea is that kids and youth come to the club and they have a place in their community. You know, they find a place where they can build those relationships, they can grow, they can be nurtured, and it's equitable. No one knows your background, no one knows no one knows what you've eaten that day, no one knows what you're going home to. They all know that when you're here, you all have the exact same experience and uh, and then we, we help them to grow and thrive from there. That's a, that is a good explanation. Yes, that definitely stretches it out a lot more. Uh, you had mentioned that it, um, the Boys and Girls Club also has a childcare. How has that been, both getting children in there, keeping staff in there, and just how has that been right now? So we, we had, you know, the double whammy at the club of um, the pandemic and the flood. So we were a little late to open due to some renovations with the, with the um, like, post-flood, but... It, took, it was a slow start to get children back in the doors, but I, I would say one of our saving graces is there, I, I'm not sure if you've heard about, uh, there's a federal child care agreement that the province signed, and it's to make affordable daycare for uh, children up to age five. I would say it's 
a blessing right now because people need to get back to work after after the pandemic and and a lot of maybe Omicron's throwing a few twists and turns in there, but people are trying to get back to the workplace. So we're seeing it's 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 being great for getting children in the door. We've also had a few twists and turns with with Omicron and uh that's probably our biggest focus right now is maintaining the safety of our staff and and the children uh, that we serve. We've we've had a few cases, quite a few, and it's it's just a real struggle on on because we're working with a vulnerable population that vaccine isn't even an option for the majority of them. And vaccines aside, it, it's not. It's just an issue right now. So it's been fun. <laughs> yes, no, that that is a a very kind word. To describe it for sure. <laughs> and being a having opening a new childcare in town, how has that been? It's been running for quite a while, but like opening it, like reopening it during a pandemic is tricky <laughs> because you don't know what people are gonna need, what what the need is and, and whether you're actually filling it, but the need is there. It's incredible how many children there are in this town. <laughs> You know, both you and I were chatting about, you know, kids in daycare. And it's, it's. I think uh, until you're in that boat, you don't realize how many kids are here and how difficult it can be to get into it and how costly it can be. Uh, there's a lot of barriers. So it's definitely a need. It's also really fun to be around. I won't lie. I've never worked in childcare before I came here. Never been asked for hugs so much at work. <laughs> No, that uh, I, I know because, yeah, like you said, we were chatting beforehand about having children in there. And I know my son, we were always worried because we had him during the pandemic. So there wasn't he wasn't getting out there very much. We were worried how he was going to do in daycare. But, oh, yeah, he's going around giving everyone hugs all the time. Like we're like, oh, OK, apparently you are quite friendly. You had mentioned, too. Now, it's not just daycare. You're working with kids older as well and that you're doing various kind of workshops. So what kind of, like, even for instance, what's kind of like one of the next workshops that are coming up? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things I think that we're most excited to get back to is our youth programs, because that's absolutely what was affected the most during the pandemic. You know, uh, it's just, it's a harder age demographic to get together. You know, when people aren't encouraged to be together, they're already online trying to find the best way around that. So on Wednesday evenings, we have a program called Go Wreck It, and it's for youth, I believe, ages 10 up, and it's a recreational program. So it's drop-in, we welcome them all in, we, ha we have programming, right, that we, we set up behind the scenes so that uh, they're not going to sit here bored, but we have two gigantic gyms here, and we just bring them in and, and get out some of that energy, and uh, yeah, get them kind of working and, you know, getting them together. I think that's one of the biggest things is finding ways for them to connect and build those relationships outside of a classroom setting or outside of, you know, a super structured setting as well. We do offer, I believe it's on Tuesdays. I would have to double check that one, but we have um, a cooking program called Cook It Up. So again, it's that same kind of setting where we're bringing youth in. It is it is required to pre-register just, just so that we can fill those spaces appropriately. Our kitchen isn't as big as our gyms, so we are a little bit in closer quarters. But building some life skills, right? Like getting these youth in the kitchen, they're connecting over food, which is what we as humans do. And then, you know, take home some cool stuff to mom and dad. 
And I did see that because I was sleuthing through your website, and I seen you had this cook program coming up. And I know my son, he always likes to jump in there and help stir and help do all this and get involved. And now this is just, yeah, to teach kids the full-on filet mignon or more like kid-esque type foods. Definitely kid-esque type foods. So we're looking at um, you know, like spaghetti and, and cookies and, and things like that. Man, if we, if we were teaching them filet mignon, I'd be here all the time for it. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, what are we doing today? Oh, okay, let's exactly. see. Although I will say, we do have a food program that we 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 um, we cook for all of the students that join us. Again, that like equitable practice of making sure that kids' bellies are full, right? We we never know their home situations. I definitely have to close my office door often because they're always cooking like the best smelling things. <laughs> Like, no, don't tempt me. (laughs) (laughs) And just wafting in the door. Exactly, exactly. We're going to take our first break here on Fort McMurray Matters. But when we come back, we'll hear more from Adam and Jennifer about the BGC workshops and how mental health is still a big part of their daily lives. We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Oh, that's, that's good to know. And and with this, because I see uh, some of these things, like going from bar to bar, now height's got to have an advantage, right? Uh, yeah, when you're t- it tends to be when you're taller, uh, you can you can reach a little a little bit more. Uh, I'm known as the Papa Ninja because I'm in the the forty plus division, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and I'm not and I'm not of the the tallest stature, right? So I'm I'm a little bit shorter. So some of those obstacles are a little more difficult, but you know what? Uh, anybody can persevere and push through some of these obstacles. It just means you got to jump a little further. Yeah, just got to work those legs, and you got to think. Yeah, that's less mass that you're pushing off too. I guess gives you exactly. gives you exactly. something. And and the average course. So how many how many obstacles to complete one course is is normal? What you, what you'd see? So we have uh, we're, we have a requirement with the UNA for this event that we have to have three lower body, which are like a balance object, uh, such as a slack line or a balance beam. And then we have to have three upper bodies, such as a uh, rock wall rings or bars. And then we have to have three that are kind of a combination of both. So we have to have a minimum of nine obstacles per uh, race. In saying that, we usually try to make sure we have about 12 to 15 obstacles in that race. So we go over that num- minimum number to make sure it's a fun day for everybody. And and with these obstacles, now I don't know, um, because I haven't, I've always only caught highlights of a American Ninja mm-hmm. Warrior. And so is it like a floor is lava type of thing? You touch the ground, you're out, or is there just like a time deduction? Well, basically what it is, the rules apply for this one is that you get basically three fails or three incomplete obstacles. So you just say there's nine obstacles and you don't complete your first three obstacles, then your run would stop there and that would be your time. If you just say you get through the first two obstacles, you get two points, and then the next three obstacles you fail, well, your time would be two points plus whatever time it took to complete those that third fail. Basically, the time is associated just as a tiebreaker. You want to maximize your points. So every obstacle is either one or two points, depending on the difficulty. You want to maximize those points and then just say two people are tied for first place with 12 points. We go to the fastest time to complete those 12 points. Okay, so it is kind of a thing where, you know, you can take some of your time to make sure you get it correctly um but obviously you know don't take 20 minutes but taking your time is good 
Yeah, it is. But there is also a five-minute uh, regulation on each course. So, like, you can't take the full – if you take the full five minutes, your time would stop. There is a an end time. If not, we'd have people there for – an hour and a half trying to get this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not giving up. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do this. And and then like you said, I guess uh, you know, it's it's just fo- kind of focuses on on uh hybrid obstacles, lower body, upper body, and so that means like can the course kind of changes each time, hey? It does. It does. So what we do is with the the 28th and 29th, the area qualifier, there's there'll be two runs for every uh athlete. Then it'll be a combined points and combined time for you to realize where you are first second third fourth fifth in your in your leaderboard at that time so uh between the first and the second run we will modify it a little bit for changes we may our ninja steps was one of the more common first obstacles where you hop from one step to another all the way through we may widen it a little bit or we may, on the rings, we may take out the third and the fourth ring, so it's a little bit more of a distance between them. Okay, so like uh, if somebody came in on, on you know, they, they crushed it on the first day, they made the top to make it to the last day, and then they get to the last day, it, it's very likely going to be a different obstacle course for their second will, final qualifier? Okay. Well, the, the, sun, the, the actual Sunday qualifier, because you, you run two runs on Saturday or Friday, depending on when you're, your division is you run two runs and then on sunday for your regional it's a one run first second and third get the top prize for world qualifier or world finals that course will be extremely difficult if somebody had family members or someone there you know taking part are are people able to come come watch any of it whether virtually or in person there they can we what we've done is we've a uh, we have it spaced out enough that they we do have a like a, a parent and a and a visitor area, especially for like when there's seven and unders, nine unders, that age group. I mean their parents want to be there cheering them on and we'll have the division small enough that it makes it so that people can actually go through and cheer on their child or their athlete or a family member and we can't have four hundred people there, but we we've got the room to make it work. We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Welcome back to Fort McMurray Matters. If you're just tuning in, today Adam is chatting with Jennifer Kinnett about the BGC Fort McMurray and Project Backpack. It is what it is, and people are going along. They're there for the kids and staying positive, and that is really great to hear. So let's let's move on to more positive, and I'd like you to explain to me what is Project Backpack. Oh, yeah. Project Backpack. So Project Backpack is a um, program that's supported by BGC Canada. And it is an opportunity to provide, you know, we, we provide a backpack full of food. Uh, and and sometimes additional gift cards for families that need that extra support. What's important to know is it's not it's not taking place of like the food bank or something, right? Like it's, you know, the food bank is that necessary food security consistent, um, but they have parameters they have to work in as well. And so many times that you can visit, I know they wish they could do more too, right? So for us, it's that opportunity to give that little extra more, um, you know, the snacks for the kids and, and just that extra support. 
it is there's so much data out there to support that you know well-fed nutritiously fed children you know are better able to learn and grow and it's just one last barrier that we can uh, kind of knock down a little bit for them so that one is very near and dear it's such a great program i love that we are able to offer it so if parents are i don't know maybe if they're they're nervous or embarrassed or maybe not sure how to take part in this how do they go about seeking or getting one of these backpacks absolutely so they can reach out to um they can if they go on our website we have all of our staff on there i have an incredible programs director caitlin clark who is my she is my second in command and i just she's my go-to girl um her team runs the project backpack and they can find her information or they can contact our communications girl, um, Amanda DeCoste, who is, I'm sure lots of people have met her out in the community. She's probably my my shining light. She's our positivity girl for sure. But our website is www.fmbgc.ca, Fort McMurray Boys Girls Club.ca. But not Fort McMurray Bo- Boy Girls Club anymore. Now it's no, named. BGC. Yeah. And- <laughs> We get a lot of questions. Why Why do you do it? Because it still kind of stands for Boys Girls Club. But uh, yeah, the name change came from our national office and with the focus of reducing barriers all around. So it's a more inclusive title to be BGC. Um, trying to get the warm and fuzzies around it because it's <laughs> <laughs> it sounds a little bit more clinical than before. But the messaging behind it feels right. Yes. So kind of making sure that we, you know, share the story of why kind of decreases those questions as to, but it doesn't make sense, but it kind of (laughs) does. Yeah, no, I have to, because like that, like you said, it's just how people have heard of it for years. So it is going to take a while and to kind of get back into it. And I kind of leave the end here. I usually like to leave the end for if there's anything you feel we missed or anything you want to double down on, or maybe just another shout out. So some of the great people down there. Yeah, honestly, you know, I've been in this role for seven months. Christmas was an incredible time here just to see the giving nature of the community and the support, just the the support that would come out of nowhere. Um, I'm just really grateful to the community and everything that the supports that's been given here, we've been here for 40 years. Um, not me personally in this, but you know, the club has been here for 40 years. And I just love that the community continues to rally around us and to support us. Um, I guess this just incredible team. I'm very grateful for the role I'm, I'm in. And I really can't wait to show you guys what BGC is going to do for 2022 because we've got some big dreams. So it's going to be cool. Fantastic. Thank you very much for joining me today, Jennifer. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for having me. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today here on Fort McMurray Matters. But if you missed out or you want to hear more, you can head to our website at mix1037fm.com where a fresh episode of our podcast is uploaded every day. Just click on the news section. Fort McMurray Matters airs every weekday at noon. I'm Stephen Peterson. Chat with you tomorrow. That's the end of another edition of Fort McMurray Matters. Want a copy of this episode or any past episode? Download the podcast at mix1037fm.com. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7.